You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Short Shift Podcast, episode 53. This is basically our year anniversary. We started this second-ish week of uh, January last year, and here we are, still fucking talking hockey, still dealing with each other, still navigating the terrible waters that are Bruins Twitter. Tuka Rask officially signs with the Boston Bruins $1 million. Dude's going to make just barely over $500,000 just based off of a uh, time elapsed this season. I don't really see any negatives to this. I know people are trying to throw some negatives up there on Bruins Twitter, but we have three NHL quality goaltenders. All of them are healthy at this moment. I don't expect that to continue all the way to the playoffs, but I don't think there's another NHL team that has this kind of positioning with the goaltender position heading into the stretch, heading to the playoffs. We are an extremely fortunate franchise. How are you guys feeling about it? Well, I think you nailed it with that last bit there. I don't, I don't even know if we can say we don't think. I think we can absolutely say with proof, there's not another team in the NHL that has three starting goaltenders. Some don't even have one. Yeah. I just, true. This is absurd. And when he said that money wasn't the issue, Man, did he mean it more than I thought he meant it. The league minimum for a veteran. Absurd. So That's I don't want to hear anything about Tukaras quitting on this team. He literally is here at the very bare minimum because he wants to play for only this fucking team. He's playing yeah. for free. Yeah. But guys, what is Don Sweeney doing fr- signing a failed PTO to an NHL contract? <laughs> oh, my God. The most used joke on Twitter today. It was unbelievable. Uh, terrible. It was terrible. Although there was actually a really good point that got brought up out of this. So we all agree. I don't think we even have to dive in that much. We all agree that the Tuca signing is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We all agree that it's Swayman, who's actually already been informed. I believe there are reports that he's been informed that he's being sent down to Providence. I believe the transaction came across the wire about an hour ago from recording here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we are setting ourselves up and this is kind of an interesting angle that I didn't expect where the trade deadline, you got Tuca for a million. Now we don't have a lot of cap space, but that does save cap space. So now everyone's going to be looking at Sweeney like, all right, you got your guy for basically nothing. If we can just find a way to accrue a little bit of cap space, let's do it. Let's see a big deadline. Now, right now our projected cap space on cap friendly is $35,000. So there's definitely a asterisk to that. So do do you think that sort of makes a Jake DeBrusque deal more urgent? No, the opposite actually. Okay. 
Uh, I think with the way the team's playing and DeBrusque already being out, which we'll touch more on that, mm-hmm. uh, I think you can wait. I really do. And with the weird movement of players that we're going to get this month, it's possible that we have some ability to create some cap space without making trades, but we'll see what happens there. Definitely. Especially if um, we'll, we'll get into it more, but uh, Feligno's injury as a Feligno. <laughs> Feligno. Whatever he is today, whatever he is today, Feligno, Feligno. The Hulk himself. Falling, no. For, that's Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I know. That was close enough, right? Yeah, pretty damn close. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What did what, you say? <laughs> but whatever, whatever that's going to, um, whatever the result of that will be, he had an MRI today. As of, as of recording, there hasn't been any news on what came out of that. Um, but it didn't look good, boys. Yeah. No, so. not ideal. But the flip side is at least it seems like some of the depth has uh, really stepped up <laughs> since we've come out of the break. Man. Five, five out of six in the new year with so much secondary scoring. Dude's stepping up. Steen obviously has a, he's fucking won this job straight up. Cassidy mm-hmm. has said as much. Uh, Anton Bleed also stepping up. There's been some fucking really fun, slightly surprising storylines popping up in the last two weeks. Who saw this coming with Bleed, man? Well, hold on. Bleed was playing like this before he went down. Mm -hmm. And it's like we all forgot. And I did, too. I'm not saying that I didn't forget this. I completely forgot. And he comes back and he looks as good as he did before. He was great in the Washington game. Holy shit. He was so good. (laughs) Ten minutes a game. And he's got seven points in 15 games, averaging less than uh, 10.53 a game. Mm-hmm. Seven I, points in 15 games. I like his low usage because I think it allows him to be a bucket emptier. Yeah, because yeah, I gas think Oscar breaks. Steen has a much higher ceiling than Bleed does. Mm-hmm. But I am not going to harp on, well, you're only playing him 10 minutes or anything because I think that's where he belongs. It's like right. 10 minutes of really good high-energy hockey. And that's what he's given us. Early contender for seventh player? Mm, I don't think he's played enough, honestly. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Ooh, that's a that's an interesting. We'll have to do that near the deadline too. Is who yeah. do you think our our seventh player is? Yeah, uh, I think bleeds. I think bleeds uh, coming up the rear on that one for sure. Yeah, that that has beer bets written all over it at some oh, point. Guys, I already owe you the bar. Let's. <laughs> no, aren't they still at ten? Isn't, isn't Buffalo still, still at, at 10? ten? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have they played at all? I don't know. Have their games yes, been postponed? they're currently losing to the Lightning. Oh, excellent. How fun is that? Uh, how good for them. Speaking of which, that's what we didn't do on Saturday. We didn't. We had quality fucking wins. And Thomas, you said it. We won five out of six coming out of the break. This is actually exactly what I said last week where I'm like, if we win two out of the next three. Like, I feel real good about this. And you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I do feel good about it. And the wild game was a close one. I feel like we beat ourselves in that one. We could talk about the referee, but I don't really want to. Yeah. But this is a really good I kind of, I kind of don't like, I put it on the itinerary, but I kind of don't want to talk about the wild game. Um, <laughs> it seemed, it seemed well, mostly because a, it's just going to devolve into ref puck and yeah. B, it seems so long ago. It does. Yeah. It that that so game was a mess. There was, yeah. there was a lot of things about that game. Stupid penalties that we did take stupid penalties that were just fucking made up out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really worked out that night. 
I do think an, uh, a game that pisses off a team, especially sending them down to Tampa Bay to play a very good team, I think it actually kind of motivated them in, in a way because they did not let off the gas against the Lightning or the Caps. No. I'll take that shit all day. Those are two teams that you as a Bruins fan want to win. And they went out and got those W's. I love beating those teams so much. It did not look Ugh. like... Now, I'm not comparing them, but this did, did those two games not look like just a little bit like the Bruins of the mid-teens where they could just, at a drop of a hat, snap of a finger, unload four or five goals on you before you even knew what happened? That's what it, it kind of looked like. They, they did, but it, it was coming from all over the lineup. Mm-hmm. Again, this is two weeks straight where the entire lineup is producing. Yes. If you take away the first five, ten minutes of the Capitals game where they just fucking gifted, they spotted Washington two goals in that game, and then they went six goals unanswered. Oh my that God. is Bruins hockey that you don't get to see very often. That was that was fucking Bruins hockey. And while we're talking about this game, too, can we give a little shout out to two players who we've seen make massive mistakes and then crumble the rest of the game? But they didn't. Carlo makes a huge mistake, helps gift that first goal Mm -hmm. and was solid throughout after. And Grizz, the same thing, 15 uh, 15 minutes in or whatever it was. Huge mistake. Gifts them a goal, but plays phenomenally the rest of the way. Five, five points. points. <laughs> five points. Yeah. From but, but not even just not even just the offensive side. Like he actually he played very well defensively for the rest of the game. He just had that one extremely noticeable stupid ass gaff mm-hmm. right in the beginning of the game. And it felt like when we went down to nothing, it's like this is gonna be a long night. Mm-hmm. And it was just not for our fan base. It was for all the Washington fans. When they finally scored that third goal, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. I quickly posted like it sounded like four people stood up and applauded for the Capitals in that moment. <laughs> like they were so incredibly yeah. out of that fucking game. It was a library. Unbelievable. <laughs> but guys, we're we're skipping right over it. David Pasternak seems to have fucking risen. And we need that so much. Just as much as we need secondary scoring, we need the guys like David Pasternak to step up and and be the guy that we need him to be i think it's because we kind of called him out perhaps a little bit last week and said well maybe he's not the 45 goal guy he kind of looked like that guy again for the last couple games and i'm so fucking happy right now like i don't have any complaints about this team other than clean it up stay the fuck out of the box because we lost that wild game because we could not stay out of the fucking box but again, we're not going to talk about the wild game. So. <laughs> no, what wild game? We played the wild like game in a while. I like how you mentioned that not only do we need secondary scoring, but we need guys like Pasta. Didn't you know Pasta is secondary scoring? Well, now That's he his is. new job. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> I have been saying this for months. I'm not worried about Pasta because at a weird moment, he's just going to wake up and be a monster for like two months. And he's going to score every fucking game. And then for 16 games, he's going to disappear again. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to be a monster. And that's just the way his seasons go. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, let's ride the wave of what he is right now, where he scores multi-goal games against the Tampa Bay Lightning and Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that he's on a line with Taylor Hall, who has also all of a sudden magically fucking gotten hot. 
Yeah. Eight points magically. the last six games. Unbelievable. Shit is working right now for Boston, and it it almost is unsettling because yeah. for the last couple of weeks, we've kind of been sitting here like still rah-rah, but kind of nervous. Kind is of nervous about this us? team. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they get a little bit hot coming out of the break. They're a little bit fresh. And honestly, this is a stretch where I'm predicting that they're winning two out of the first six and they come out, win five out of the first six. I don't give a fuck about being wrong because ultimately you bet our bets, our bets don't mean shit. Our yeah, bets right. don't mean shit. I want to see the actual team. It's like fantasy football, fantasy hockey. I don't care about my fantasy teams, dude. I just want the actual teams to compete for championships. Real quick. Do you think that two week break maybe was a good thing for the team's psyche? I don't know. I really don't, honestly. But it seems like there's been a little bit of a locker room reset, a coaching reset, mm-hmm. health reset. Like, there's a lot of things that can come out of a two-week break that's that's negative. But it seems like they're on the positive side because a lot of things are actually clicking right now that weren't necessarily clicking before that uh, right. un- undesirable two-week layoff. You know what? They had their holidays with their families. They have right. the, the Olympics now off the fucking head. Like, they don't have to fucking think about that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they're just focused on on winning Bruins hockey games. I like what? to think that there was a little bit of a, that there was a little bit of a coaching reset that made, that, uh, as in like an interpersonal reset. I don't think it was just the lines being juggled. I think it was, it was more that, hey, shit's going a little off the rails let's all come together and just kind of talk about this. Cause you were, we're hearing a lot of this. We're hearing a lot of like, you know, sit downs and stuff like that. I don't know. Like maybe it was just a blessing in disguise. I mean, it sucked, but I, I remember saying something along the lines of who benefits most from this break Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I think, I do think he was able to sit back and just go, you know what? Let's rethink this a little bit. He probably sat down with the leaders of the team too and went, okay, shit ain't good. Let's fix it like men. But I want to point out, you guys talked about Postruck. You talked about Hall. What about the new 2C? Hall has been Hall of Famer. serviceable and then some. Five-game point streak, baby. He's relaxed. He's driven. Like There's so much about his game that – I just think he's excited to get out on the ice with these guys every shift. Yeah. And that reflects hugely. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he's a, a permanent fixture there. No. But I'm very happy with what we've gotten from him. His back check has improved. Mm-hmm. How funny is that? You're in a line with Pasternak and Hall. I bet you the coach was like, hey, you do got to focus a little more defensively now. Just a heads up. That's a, probably a good idea. <laughs> and now I get to shoot more, too, because, man, he has an underrated shot. That back foot snapshot glove side that he's been mm-hmm. pulling out lately. That is off the stick in a hurry. Oh my I did God. not know he could shoot that quick. No. That thing is gone. Mm-hmm. Man, it, you, the smoke coming out of the strings when it hits it, it's such a pill every time he hits the back of the net it bounces out immediately like the universe is like that doesn't make sense you shouldn't have scored <laughs> flings it right back out of the net i reject this i reject this nope. and hall just i know we're just gushing over the second line but or maybe just i am but hall seems to go just off king. love fucking passing to these two guys mm-hmm. you can tell he's just all three of them having way too much way too much fun mm-hmm. this isn't supposed to be fun it's a game take it seriously 
So I don't, yeah, I don't think Hall, I don't think Hall is, is going to be the long-term solution at, at 2C, but like, I don't know. Where do you put, if you do get an upgrade at, say you do get an upgrade at 2C, say Tomas Hurdle or Claude Giroux comes here in a trade. Where do you put, where do you put Halla after that? You don't put him down to the fourth C, do you? You put him left wing. You go uh, Halla, Coil, Steen. That's what I do, at least. Okay. Is this, I'm not is, moving is this assuming Steen. a DeBrusque trade? Uh, I think if, if we get Giroux, then that money has to be gone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that seems safe to me. Still can't really get a read on what Philly wants to do. So I don't think Philly knows what they want to do. I and think I mean that totally equal fair. parts insult and equal parts. It's a hard situation. It's yeah. a hard situation. And, but they're just like, um, <laughs> can we, can, can we both reset and blow it up? But we have Carter Hart. So it's going <laughs> to work out. Everybody It's going to be fine. Yeah. That's I, why the bag heads are still, uh, still a thing. Well, the bag heads is really fucking funny. And the it team is. has been playing better since they started doing that. Yeah. So go for it, guys. Show your fanhood. Yeah. They're still far in sixth place in the Metro, though. So, I mean. Yeah. Well, so who would, looking at these new lines, who would you not split up? As lines get continue to shake around during the season, right now looking at it, is there a duo that you just are like, nope, even if they slump a little bit for a week, I want to see them stay together? I mean, outside of Hall and Pasta right now? I figured the first one would be that. Yeah. yeah, like that's right. that's a no brainer right there. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are you, you're not saying like with a not with a trade. You're just saying as the as is currently constructed right if now. If Cassidy went, you know what? Let's shuffle it, toss it in the blender. Who would you not want to get split up? Marshawn Bergeron Smith. I really like Craig Smith on um, complimenting Marshawn and Bergeron. Mm-hmm. I think I like he's that. been really really good. I've talked and, about and, it on this podcast before too. Like Smith is that anomaly. He's an excellent third line guy. He's a very good second line guy, but he's a dude who can step into the first line and produce like he should. And that's yeah. literally what he's doing right now. Had a goal and an assist against uh, had a goal and an assist. Yep. Against Washington. And man, not to harp on the Washington game, but you think Brad Marchand's still bleeding? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of blood in that nose, man. There was all the, there, there, it, it can't go anywhere else. It's just well, this uh, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I had someone said on the channel recently, you know what a big nose means? So I don't know. I'm gonna assume I know what it means. It means a big ski mask. <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh the pair that I don't split up. So there's the obvious ones, right? The top unit looks good, haul and pasta. Steen and Coil, I'm really, really good Working. with that for a while. Yep. I keep seeing people talk about Steen going up a line, and I'm like, eh. I don't what do you guys think of the possibility of Steen going up on the top line? It keeps being brought up by by a listener listener of the pod, but I don't think he's ready yet. But I kind of like the idea of the chaos. I don't, I don't want to tinker too much because we're Not just right getting off. Yeah, we're <laughs> Not just, right now. Not we're right just now, getting I mean, into a spot forward. where we're comfortable. No, I mean, honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to do too much with him. I'm I'm happy with what he's doing in the bottom six, mm-hmm. and he's producing. He's working his ass off. I, if it's an anomaly, if it's a shift, if, you know what I mean. Like, fine, that shit will be fun, and it'll be fun to talk about. But it's it's not where the kid belongs right now. 
Yeah. God, I love like we have to Cassidy. be a little we just have to be a little bit more realistic about that. I loved hearing Cassidy say that Oscar Steen has straight up won a job. Yeah, that yeah. was and that's rare for Cassidy. Yeah. to say. How often do you hear about exactly exactly mm-hmm. how often do you hear a young player get that kind of vote of confidence from Bruce Cassidy with a microphone in his face? I think the biggest reason you don't move him up right now is because you want him to build chemistry in a scenario that he's used to. And although he played top line minutes down in Providence, it's not the same game. I mean, obviously. Yeah, right. Uh, I think I think Thomas is really right when you're asking too much of the guy at that point. Let him get really used to the speed. I think we'd be kind of uh, dumb to not at <laughs> least look at the possibility of him someday being a top six guy. Oh, obviously, sure. we have such a small sample size of him right now. Mm-hmm. But if he keeps the tenacity is just so hard to yeah. teach. Well, the thing it, is that the thing about that too is when, as you get more games, there's more film on you. As mm-hmm. there's more film on you, teams learn how to defend you. It's just how Steen adjusts to that. But he's picked it up every level he's been on. Yeah. And you can't, you can't defend tenacity. That's the no. thing. That's why Marshan is so successful is because no matter how much you learn about him, he keeps coming after you. Eventually, he's just going to win the battle. One thing, one play, and, I, and I, I'm not kidding when I say this, boys. I watched this goal maybe 100 times over the last couple of days. The bleed goal where Steen is just boxing out in the middle of the ice and just says, no, this puck is mine, motherfucker, mm-hmm. and then just drops it to bleed and bleed just uncorks one. Like it's that kind of stuff. That was a low percentage. Like there's going to be a clean breakout if there's going to be a clean breakout, but Steen had none of it. It's that kind of stuff. It's the kind of play that even if a goal wasn't scored, that was a highlight of the game. Sure. Absolutely. Just a willingness to shoot. Just a willingness to get it off your stick. Yeah. Yeah. And he just like, what an easy clearance for the defense. And he charged in and took it right off their stick. Oh, I love that shit. I love it. Mm I'm so, so excited. So, you know, we've, so we've talked a lot about a number of guys who have stepped up and surprised us. In Mac's absence, somebody that we've criticized kind of heavily uh, as as recently as probably like five, six weeks ago, Vakaninen actually kind of stepped up, looked like a serviceable NHL defenseman, looked comfortable, kept pockets clean. Like there was a one huge difference with how he played in the last couple of games. Simplified everything nope. he did not do anything he did not try to do anything <laughs> cassidy obviously sat him down and was like look here's what we need from you you're going to be paired with Grizzlick. Grizzlick is probably going to be your kind of security blanket here but we all we want you to do when you get the puck clear it get it you just get in get in the slot do what you're good at skate it out don't do anything too crazy and nuts and you know what it fucking worked to any of two assists that was like, that's icing on the cake. He had two assists in the two games. Yeah. I, I did not notice him at all in the first game at yeah. all. And that's a compliment. Yes. That's yeah, a compliment. For sure. Uh, do you know what noticed the him a lot in the preseason. That was, yeah. <laughs> do you know what the difference to me was between games? I've seen him play before this, mm. this time he actually knew where the puck was as well as the players around him. So His awareness talk- is what we talked about. How yeah, bad he was at looking around and noticing where that's the play right. was going and this time, he was not ahead of the play. I'm not giving him that. He's not there yet. But he was in the play. And that is a huge step forward for the guy. Still only 23. 
I'm, I'm, I was never out on Vakanayan, but this is a nice little showing for him to add to for next year's team, potentially. Mm -hmm. Well, when we talked about him last time and we were critical, it's, I mean, you have to turn around and you have to compliment him when he, when he fixes something in his game yeah. that we found broken. Uh, when we did talk about him last time, we used uh, him as an example of a potential trade chip and where his value was at. It was low. I think it still is low. I don't think he necessarily is all of a sudden this amazing dude that people are going to be grabbing at just because he had a, a good game and a half, two games, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if he continues this, uh, continues his growth, maybe it's not a bad thing that he doesn't have trade value because then we can just stash him and see what we have in him in another year. Because I, I, don't, I don't remember which one of you guys said it, uh, but 24 years old is basically kind of the, uh, the, the fence for a defenseman. I think you know what I mean? Like it's it's not often. Yeah. It's yeah. it is not often that you see a 21, 22 year old kid, Charlie McAvoy, come into his own and be this unbelievable defenseman. That's a rare thing. Yeah. So development is a bigger thing for for guys like Avak, guys like a Zaboro before he went down. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I that I still is one of the most dis, uh, disappointing things for me this season that Watching he went him out. go down. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. because. Honestly, Vakaninen probably wouldn't even be uh, being discussed right now if Zaboro was still here. Oh, because that spot wouldn't be there. Yeah, but the most disappointing thing for me is the fact that Swayman's going to get sent down and not win the Calder, which is bullshit. But it whatever. sucks. Honestly, like it's it's all good things about Rasping back. <laughs> the only disappointing thing is we're not going to see Swayman play NHL games. No, but I, I hate to break it to everybody like. It, he's we're going to see him again at some point this season because there's going to be an injury. There's going to be a call up. There's going to be somebody with a Nick or somebody who needs to sit out, stuff like that. Like we Rask have to be careful with that. We kept talking yeah. about Felino and yeah. how he wasn't going to make it through the gauntlet. And then yep. two games into the gauntlet. Well, there I feel bad. It did not look good guys. It like did. I think that's a torn meniscus mm -hmm. at least. Oh, God. Like I'm glad that we have the guys internally that we think at least can replace but that guy is such a warrior and i've been critical of him he deserves to play he's an mm -hmm. nhl guy mm -hmm. shit man that sucks man it does it does and but he's going to be around the team his leadership will be felt elsewhere <laughs> so i guess that's going to be like a kind of a silver lining what are you laughing at <laughs> I just I be felt elsewhere. I don't know. I'm I'm tired and my <laughs> mind's just going to really dumb jokes. <laughs> Lizard brain. Oh, 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 that, that might be a peepee -pee joke. I That's don't a know. Joke. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of peepees, someone made a really stupid fucking comment on the sheet here. Peepee <laughs> -pee waking up just a little bit. That's a penis joke. Uh, no, it's not. No, yeah. it's not. We had two goals. Out of two, four actually horrible power plays. Yeah. Those power plays were terrible. And then Marshan makes a really nice play to get that puck over to Pasta. And Pasta did a great job handling it. And then I don't even remember what the other goal was. It was a deflection. That's right. It was a deflection off a stick. That, First of all, Ian, it's cold enough here. I don't need your shade. Dude, the penalties <laughs> were all the, the power plays were awful. Like you you cannot tell me before the first goal was scored. That when you were watching all of that special teams time going, I think this, I yeah, think we're, we're waking up here. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 the two goals definitely helped, especially, especially those that set up that set up to pasta 
Yeah. And <laughs> Grizzlick did look better as in in, in McAvoy's spot I would as keep the cornerback. Yes. Uh, do so, you remember when the two on one happened and Omar had to make a huge save to keep yeah. it a two goal game? That's game changing wh- save, by the way. Yes, job, well, that, that's the kind of save that you're looking for from Omar. Um, especially after that, I uh, I blamed him more, him more for the first goal than Carlo because he had a chance to cover it with his trapper and he kind of booped it out to the slot. And Sherry is like, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I don't know what anybody was thinking in that moment, including Sherry, who just was like, thank you, <laughs> I guess. Is this a trap? Is I, Frederick going to hit me from behind while I... No? All right. And then he scores. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Easy peasy. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I hate our power play right now and I need it to be better. Yeah. It's really funny the, the, that we're actually power. ninth in the NHL in power play efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of such high standards. <laughs> okay. But what is our last 20 attempts is what I'm asking. What, what about it, four for 20 clip? or something like that. Yeah, we're oh, that is like, clip. that is 20%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if this team was actually putting together the five on five scoring at the same time as the power play clicking, we'd be scoring two touchdowns a game and, and Omar could give up five, six goals. Tuka could give up a fucking Baker's dozen, and it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> could you imagine a 14 13 final? Well, that'd be an hour and a half video for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I Now I want to will that into existence. I do too. Oh, that'd be amazing. I want to will that into existence, and then I want another episode that shows you editing it. Yes. Is that <laughs> is that the best hockey game of all time or the worst? I wonder. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's an NHL 97 score with yeah. a couple of beers. And we're just amazed that fucking Byron Defoe is fucking stepping up. Or <laughs> He makes a big save in the end yeah. to keep it. Yeah. I think we pull the, pull the goalies halfway through the game and just say, fuck it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> six on six. Let's go. This podcast oh. and the listeners need to have a, uh, a summer NHL 97 or 96 fucking tournament. Yeah. I need to smoke all needs, of you. Heads oh up. yeah. Right. Well, it's yeah, been right. about 20 years since I've played it, so I believe you, honestly. It's, it's, been, about three, Ian. it's been about three weeks for me. I, the, the only system I have is Sega Genesis. So. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Oh, let's go. I don't, play, I don't play video games unless I'm I'm sick or whatever. So We got to do it. Thank, thank you, COVID, it, for reawakening my NHL 96. We got to do it. Uh, and reawakening our pee-pee, apparently. I don't apparently, know. <laughs> apparently. That is definitely a, an aspect of the game that we need to see this team improve on. But, man, there's there's not really a lot of things that we should be complaining about right now. Five on five is there. Defensive pairings have been waking up. The goaltending has been really great. solid. Penalty kill has been clutch. Yeah, very good. You don't win that game in Tampa without a good penalty kill. Speaking mm-hmm. of penalty kill, I, I um, Angela, I hope you're listening because I, I'm going to need a crow meme here. When Forbort, when the announcement came down that Forbort went down in COVID protocols, I was sad because he has really stepped it up since the mm-hmm. reset. Like Ian, I believe you said in one of your videos that he's been much better in the clearance. He hasn't been much better in knowing where the fuck it's going, but he's been better. At I mean, I, I both things can be true. <laughs> That's correct. He's been much better. He's been much steadier, probably because he's on the third pair. Where he he's a third pairing defenseman against third pairing defenseman duties. Whoa! Right. But yes, he's also improved. Let's let's do both. He's where he belongs, but he also has played. Much better, much better. Um, yes. I want to give him credit. I really do. And he was—he's been—he was part of that huge penalty kill. Yes, mm-hmm. 
So in the lightning I was game you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh that lightning game was massive. Like that that was the first time I think this year that I felt like this team was what we thought they were. Yeah. In terms of a playoff capable team. And they showed swagger too. Did you yeah. see Marshawn shooing away Pat Maroon at, yeah, the, that was end, great. at the end? Dude, Fat Pat, yes. <laughs> fat yes. Pat banged your mom. <laughs> Some OGs are going to get that joke. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, Pat Maroon's re- retort was, I've won three Stanley Cups. How many have you won? And I, well, I'm here to say that Pat Maroon had as much to do with those three Stanley Cups as, as I had to do with the Bruins one. So yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I Fat think it Pat's might be a, a little bro. <laughs> say He's what? a lucky coin. Yeah. I, no. I, he, he did a little more than you did. But like, if I, well, I just want to <laughs> yeah. point that out. Like, yeah. In the fact that his skates touched the ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, man, I really enjoy the the the, the Fat Pat controversy because I just think he really should lean into it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a funny dude to watch out there. He's a piece of shit, but like that's his job. He, yep. he's, he also looks like a beer leaguer, like legit. Yeah, the and greatest nothing, beer leaguer of all time. There's nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> I listen. Oh yeah, you do. You do. That's present. That is present company included. But he looks. He looks more like a beer leaguer than you do, Thomas. That's. I'm not a beer leaguer. I'm a fucking complete bender. I suck. But that's okay. (laughs) At least I. At least I can get out there and fucking throw a body and uh, and and whiff a few times. There you go. (laughs) I'm that guy at the end of the bench is just staring at the coach. Like, come on, put me in. Come on. Put me in 60 minutes later. No, I never actually touched you. Well, you're that dude who shows up and you have like the completely mirrored, like fucking uh, Oakley looking yeah. visor on. You're that motherfucker who spends and way I'm too hammered. much money on that. Type and of it's shit. 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ian, you're, ba- Ian, you're basically Ian, you're basically a step up from Nick Ritchie on the ice, on the bench disassociating. Oh, I love that. I've got the helmet with the visor, full mirror. I'm obviously just drunk as shit it's really early in the morning coming out the vent <laughs> i smell like weed but you know i don't smoke so you're really confused about that you start to wonder if i ever even went to bed last night oh uh, yeah i'm that no, guy in slap shot if someone hits me i'm gonna fucking piss myself <laughs> ian, ian we don't wonder we, we, we don't wonder where you've been last night we know that's why we're staying away <laughs> oh man I wish I could skate, man. I'm a terrible skater. I'm a terrible <laughs> skater, man. We had, we had below 10-degree weather here in Connecticut today. So I'm just driving to work and looking at the little pond that's right behind my job. And I'm just, man, I can't wait for a fucking another couple weeks, cold temperatures. And I'm taking that lunch break out on the ice. There's no Dallas, way around it. Yep. Five degrees today in the Highlands. Yeah. Love. It was 55 it. degrees today in South Carolina. Suck and people were wearing my balls in. <laughs> people were wearing winter jackets. Yeah, that was yeah. always so embarrassing in Tennessee when people it's like, why are you you're going into the convenience store right now? You have flip flops and, and a gigantic hoodie and a winter cap on right now. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Those are all yeah, those mother <laughs> those are all those motherfuckers wearing the Carhartt hats who they'll work what oh, I saw a meme the other day and it was like uh, everybody wants to wear Carhartt shit until it's time to do Carhartt shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we have really gotten away from hockey. That's okay. <laughs> we have it's really fine. gotten away from the team. We got, on this it. One. We got this. <sighs> we had a good week, man. We're feeling good. Oh. Bruins looked great. We got a couple of games against easier opponents coming up. I don't want to demonetize them any, but we got Montreal tonight and we got the Flyers tomorrow. 
speaking of the Flyers, it looks like Tuke is set to start that one. They should have saved him for a Leafs matchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you? How do you guys? How do you guys feel about him jumping right in and, and taking some games? From all the talk uh, from around the team and from practices and stuff, I'm pretty comfortable. I, I don't think the coaching staff would even approach it if they weren't really confident. Because what's the point, right? We're, we have we have fifty. No, yeah, fifty games left. 50. Yeah. There's no reason to rush him into this. I think Marshawn, I think Marshawn had the best um, analysis of how he looks. I fucking hate shooting against him. <laughs> yeah. What a compliment. And it's Marshawn, potentially the best shooter on our team. Yeah, for sure. Right next to Anton fucking bleed. Oh, fuck. I wouldn't take bleed out of the lineup, man. That's, that's just, I, I don't even know how you consider it right now. I don't think you do. Freddie got hurt yesterday, so it is weird how and, and none of these injuries are a good thing, obviously, but it is weird how we've been having these guys come up and look good and players keep getting injured to keep them in the lineup. Yeah. It, it's weird, but it like in a way it kind of shows the plug in play sort of style of this team and how the how solidifying the depth, especially this year, was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And the depth pieces so, are looking better and better. I miss Nosek a lot, though. I really do. He'll be back soon enough. Oh, I hope so. I miss that guy. Fuck, he's such an animal. I'm so high on Nosek as a bottom sixer. Like, I, I feel I have not traded in any of my Nosek stock. Like, I, in fact, I'm just buying more by the day. Mm-hmm. All in on that guy. Well, he, they should be back pretty soon. I think they're him and DeBrusque are... Um, regarding uh, COVID protocols, if they cl- they clear out with um, medical exams, they're set to return tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, I have to look into it. I don't even know. So, I, I just kind of believe when someone gets COVID, I'm like, all right, you don't exist until you do again. I'm just going to yeah, focus on the team. That's the only way to do it. That's really the only way to really do this is to be like, okay, you're persona non grata until you're back and then you're like a, you're a trade acquisition. <laughs> right. And we already had such a outbreak that we shouldn't be worried about it cycling back through right is that how that works i don't know yeah pretty much not a scientist (laughs) but you play one on a podcast wait do i did did i do a science low qual (laughs) you should do a science low qual did i not i don't actually remember maybe i have i don't fucking well i i am yeah all right i i got a special request uh through reddit that that's coming up in a little while um It'll probably be a week before it happens, but someone made a special request on something. I can't spoil it. I can't say anything about it. Um, well, <laughs> are you monetized yet? <laughs> no, but I have made money off of the channel. It's incredible. It's it's, it's insane. People have tipped me. It's it's insane, and it's, I'm very thankful. That is nuts. Enough to make a to to buy a Steam jersey on its way. It's not on its way, actually. They're still they're still putting the kit on, but it will be on its way soon. Very excited. You, I, I, I can't wait to see that. I got it on the thirds. <laughs> the jersey everyone hates seeing right now. I no, got see, it. Yeah, I don't hate Did you get it on the thirds or the reverse retro? The thirds. Oh, my God. Retro. I'm yeah. so tired of that fucking jersey. Yeah. I'm yeah, just I'm so tired. Too. I know a lot of people on Twitter have, have been bitching about this, but honestly, like... 
Have they played an equal amount of home games wearing that compared to the actual home sweater? I it feels like it feels more. like at least yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's it's too much. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they're just trying to fucking motivate people to fucking buy them right now because they're gonna ditch well, them. There was a rumor before the season started that they were well. First of all, it said that they were gonna wear those more, but also that this is sort of testing the market to transitioning back into this that style of jersey next year. I wouldn't like that. I love these jerseys. I think they look really clean. I think a huge part of this is there are a ton of these out there. Yep. You can find the thirds really easily for the Bruins. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not one of those alternates that just get bought up and are impossible to find right now. Yep. Um, they're widely available. I mean, it's because it's, well, it's because it's not really all that special. Yeah. I like, love it. Nice. I think it was great. It's nice. I think it's nice. It's just, it's, it's lost. Let me, let, let me rephrase that. It's lost its novelty. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. But what hasn't lost its novelty is just the, the little bit of hope and thought in the back of my mind that if they do make a change to these uniforms in the coming years, that it's going to be kind of going back to uh, your nineties Jersey, removing the yoke. You know what I mean? Like I, mm -hmm. I kind of want to see the classics. Honestly, like I know Providence has kind of toyed a little bit with uh, using that layout. Um, not, not really as, as well as the Mariners did though. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Maine's jerseys where they're using the, uh, the retro look, but they fucking look clean. clean. I, did see the Mar I did see the Mariners jerseys. They yeah. They, they did it nice. better than Providence. They straight up did it better than Providence. But, mm -hmm. um, before we uh, kind of start, winding this episode down there is one topic on here that i would like to get you guys uh get your opinions on um it kind of has become a, a storyline that has fallen to the wayside just because of what the team's been accomplishing but uh david Krejci made some comments uh that kind of leads you to believe that some players have some issues with what cassidy does from a lineup standpoint ian i feel like you have thoughts so why don't you start I was totally okay with Krejci's comments and I think they mean nothing because I have worked in places that I genuinely enjoyed working and I have left and I've had conversations about the people I worked with and said, yeah, I just fucking wish we could have done this. It was, it would have been way more effective. And I know that I feel that way. And my ex boss would have a reason like, Hey, we didn't do that for a reason. And there's just a disagreement there. Of course, Krejci wanted Pasternak on his wing. Like, are we really going to pretend that that's not something that we knew the whole time? Of course he wanted that, but it didn't work out that way. It's going to be a big what if from this decade, I think. And I think it would have been without these comments, but I don't think it shows any sort of hate or hates too strong a word, any sort of disgruntled attitude from Krejci about the Bruins or from the current players i really don't think it's a big deal i don't think so either and i think it was taken way out of proportion by people um Krejci and posternock to me on the ice was too much of a clashing of styles just from a from just a basic f 
finesse versus golden retriever, like a slow time lord sort of guy who guy who likes to take his time versus Pasternak, who's always go, 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 go. I never saw a reason outside of the um, breaking up the production line. I never saw a reason outside of that that would tell me, hey, we should try this. Because anytime they did try it, there was nothing like there was nothing happening. Like I know Pasternak looks up to Krejci and I know it's kind of a mutual admiration society for sure. So I understand it from that perspective, but a lot of people took that as a tally mark in the fire Cassidy ledger. That's been slowly growing for the last couple, uh, couple of months. That one didn't and make was, sense to me. Just it was didn't... a nothing interview it was a check-in where a guy where the interviewer asked Krejci a question and Krejci being Krejci was candid was candid in his response and people ran with it and Cassidy just said Cassidy in his response was like was said yeah Krejci uh, wanted to play with Pasternak Coyle also wanted to play Coyle wanted to play with Coyle wanted to play with Pasternak Corrali wanted to play with with Corrali wanted to play with Pasternak. Nash wanted to play with Pasternak. Like he doesn't have to capitulate to everybody's demands just because some just because that's something that they want. Imagine how bad a coach would be if he just did that. <laughs> Which goes back to my point. We've all had jobs where if your boss just did yep. everything you wanted all the time. Dude, can I have a, a mini fridge with like a 12 pack? Of, I don't know, sour monkeys in there all day. Yeah, buddy. If that's what you want. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, I just think, uh, I think a, a, a coach has to make hard decisions. Krejci right. saying that stuff. There's no way. And I even am even more confident about this now after that interview, that wasn't the reason he left. No, it just really felt like an ex employee being like, yeah, man, I really wish I had a $10 raise. Oh God could have been fucking right. so much better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it, people forget too. David Krejci was talking about playing back in the Czech Republic back, back in 2016. Yep. This didn't come from nowhere. Yep. yep. I genuinely think Krejci's comments were uh, kind of lacking context, the way that they were presented on social media and people, people took it uh, and correlated it to other things and, uh, and and just try to make a story out of something that didn't seem like a story. But uh, in, in behavioral in behavioral science, there there is a term. It's called there's it's never the dishes. Where what that means is, the story goes: there's a married couple, and the wife comes home after the husband has spent all day at, at the house, and she comes home to a sink full of dishes. And because she comes home to a sink full of dishes, she screams, I want a divorce. Oh, I thought you were going to say she shot him. I really thought that's where we were going. More interesting story, though, right? But but the, 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 the point of that story is, is that does she really want a divorce because there's a sink full of dishes? Or were there other things leading to that? Well, it's because he slept with his secretary a bunch of times. Yes, correct. <laughs> am I right? Am I, am I, my buddy, this is my buddy's story. This is no, never mind. Oh my god! <laughs> is this knuckle puck? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I hope uh, maybe he he will hear this. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, boys, we just kind of powered through just about an hour right there. 
Um, I think it's time we smash the uh, short 60 button on you. Fuck. It's been a little bit, so I feel like that's a good way to end this one. Uh, I know we have a number of new listeners just looking at the stats uh, lately. So for anybody not familiar with the short 60, I put 60 seconds on the clock. I ask a couple of questions. They're not necessarily trivia questions or anything like that. It's kind of just to put the boys on the spot and uh, and kind of make them squirm just a little bit, keeping it Bruins, keeping it hockey, but, you know. Oh, no. I I don't like how you said that. Yeah. It's always me. Let's do this. (laughs) I I want to tell everyone I am exhausted. This is not fair for me mentally. All right, let's do it. Life ain't fair, Ian. All right, here we go. Here we go. Outside of an injury, what is the most likely scenario that would bring Swayman back for any extended period of time this NHL season? Uh, Rask isn't as recovered as he thinks he is. That's it. He's, he struggles in his games. So he doesn't feel right. With a number of bottom six guys, second line guys, including Boston Hall, guys who have been stepping out of their early season funks, Patrice Bergeron, deservedly so, has gotten a little bit of a pass. From a scale of a one to 10, how worried are you at this moment that Bergeron isn't just slumping, but regressing? Uh, I'll give it a one. No, not even a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like that's a defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. <laughs> All right. Maybe an easy question. To me, this is almost impossible, but here we go. Favorite Bruin of all time. Okay, it's Bergy, but also Bork. I can't like it's so it's it's hard not to say it's, Bergy, but Ray Bork was so good. And then he was. It's, I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about it. That's what I'm saying, man. Like it's it's easy to just throw out a name, but you're gonna immediately second guess it, no matter what. No matter. Bergeron what. has been like my friend yeah. for 15 <laughs> years. Like he's been he's been like a father figure to me at times. Like throughout my upbringing like it's Bergeron but there's other players that I've really you know clung to and Bork is absolutely one of them yeah uh, I don't know how he couldn't be but there's just so many names you can bring out but my uh, my time watching the sport having as many years as I have with him yeah that's gotta be it yep I'll take that good enough answer and it was just as fucking hard as i thought it was gonna be oh my god it's impossible andrew are you ready bring it on outside of an injury what's the most likely scenario that would put swayman on the nhl roster before the end of the season jeremy swayman has four straight shutouts in providence okay i I still don't see how that answers the question though swayman what do you do with Olmark and what do you what do you do with uh with tuca you wrote you you wrote, rotate him on the taxi squad. Ugh, I don't know if I like that. We'll mm. see. All right, number of bottom six guys, second line guys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Patrice Bergeron getting a pass right now. It seems like is he is he slumping or regressing? Scale one to ten. What do you think? I'll go two because I see a little bit in the offensive side of the puck. I don't really see it defensively. Fair enough. That's that's a fair answer. We're so firm in our hole. We will not be moved. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Bruin of all fucking time. Matt fucking Grizzlick. Oh, <laughs> no! Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm wearing them right now. Patrice Bergeron, baby. There you go. We're too young for that question. If we were uh, like man. 60. Uh, 
our, all of our six-year-old listeners right now smashing the fucking unfollow button thanks Unfo- to you no i think they agree i think they're like yeah i've watched no, hockey I, twice yeah. as long as you yes it is a harder question yeah me. i mean it, it's there's no way that those dudes aren't pulling out a 70s brewing on us with that yeah. answer and yeah. by all means i welcome any listener to uh to fire back with their favorite brewing of all time give me multiple errors i don't care like i love i love reading that type of stuff from guys someone's like, gonna say cam neely i know it someone's yep. someone's yeah, over yeah, there just sure. i mean I'm he was sure. he was arguably my first favorite brewing there you go you know he was there he was up there um yeah ray bork was my first favorite yeah, oh, I love Bork, man. He's just untouchable, God. man. What an really unbelievable was. magician. I've never rooted for somebody so hard to win a cup that wasn't representing my team at that moment. Dude, oh, yeah. That, that Gary Thorne call when he wins the cup, <sighs> tears. Yep. Emotion. Straight yep. up. And it was kind of still bittersweet because it was like he was doing it in a different jersey, but you're still just so happy the for the character that he, guy that it was. The fact that he went to the steps of City Hall... Yep. Brought the cup there. And I think there was like, what, 30,000 people there that day? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. Boys, anybody who, got anything else? Who won last week? I don't know. I have I def- the scores I here. Did I didn't not. put them. I didn't put them on the, the dock. Uh. <laughs> I had two losses, and I know that you guys had more than that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Ian Andrew had five points. Score. I super won. I had 3-1 wild loss. That was close. I had a 4-2 double with the Lightning. Also close. Mm. And then I had a 5-2 double with the Caps, which was yeah. closest by a mile. Yep. Uh, Andrew had a loss to the Lightning. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I win. I can put up the scores later, but that's a dub for Ian. I'm just going to take yeah. it. <laughs> uh, you guys can double check when I put up the scores. But. That's okay. We'll, we'll let it go. We'll, that's 5-3-3 we'll th- three three now. You know what that is? You know what that means, Ian? What? You still got a losing record, bitch. All right. Well, that's <laughs> that felt really aggressive. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, kid. Uh, Ian hashtag bitch boy. That's <laughs> gonna go right there. <laughs> well, what what did Thomas put after one week? Ian has no penis. Nothing like that. Yeah, it was that's that's still on there too. Ian has no yeah, penis. No, no, uh, that's staying up there. The yeah. next week was fucking Thomas, and I yeah. remember I don't remember why I said that, but I remember feeling that fucking <laughs> Thomas. The best part is nobody listening to this has any idea what we're talking about. We're <laughs> keeping track of our of our wins and losses uh, with predictions uh, via a Google Doc. And it's just kind of devolved into shit talking within that Google Doc. But that's okay. Ian is in the lead with five wins. Andrew and I are both at three wins, I believe. So so that said, let's go ahead and make predictions for the rest of this week. The Habs are coming to Boston Wednesday night. Uh, tonight. Guys, that is such a devastating loss for the Canadians. That's going to be a 5-0 shutout. There's no way this happens, but 5-0 shutout. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'm seeing a shutout, too. I want an all-bark shutty so bad. And he's starting, and he's going to start against Montreal. I'm going to go 3 nothing shutty. Daddy doesn't pick shutouts anymore on this podcast. He refuses. Don't ever refer to yourself on, as daddy. On <laughs> I actually right love now. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, masculine as fuck. 3-1 three, right. one, three, one dub. Okay. And then Thursday, 
because let's play some fucking back-to-backs. Oh. We're still at home, but the Flyers are coming to town. These Flyers are a fucking mess. 4-1. I actually see a 3-2 loss. This feels like a trap game. Second half of a back-to-back. Team that's an absolute <laughs> gong show. This would be a disappointing loss, mm. even if it was a back-to-back. So I'm going to say we continue the hot streak. I'll go a 3-1 win. Yeah. Okay. And then, then we got Nashville, I think. Now yep. we have Nashville at home. The first place Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. What is happening over there? We thought they were moments away from blowing the whole thing up. And it looks like Poyle put enough twine and paper clips around the dam to keep it keep it closed for a bit. That was a terrible metaphor. But <laughs> Yeah, it's wasting time too. My girlfriend's making steak. I can smell it. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So so Ian can get his meat on. Um the pre- the Preds game. Bruins are pissed that they lost against the Flyers. I see a 5-3 dub. Uh, I am going to say this is actually a loss. Um, for the Predators, use the same joke, joke twice. This is a 3-2 dub. 3-1 loss. I have. I think the Predators take it. And that's your Predators fandom. No, no, no. That means if we win all three, I win. Easy buckets. Let's go. <laughs> and I just realized that I predicted Tuka Rask's first start back as an overtime loss. So yeah. feel that actually would be very fitting, though. That, that would kind of make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would prefer not to feed all the Tukaras caters right off the bat, and that's why I was saying, "God damn it, Andrew!" So, oh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I was wondering why you were so upset by that. <laughs> yeah, I would literally rather take a loss at home to the Canadians than watch Tuka lose his first game, because I would have way less issues with what people will say on Twitter from that. Yeah, I would get tagged in a lot of stuff that I don't yeah. want to get tagged in. <laughs> but hey. Happy anniversary, guys. Happy this, anniversary. You didn't get fucking me shows a year. I want a divorce. All right, that's fine. So <laughs> do the dishes. That Look. backfired so hard. Look, motherfucker, somebody needs a divorce in this fucking family. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, guys, I'm going to go get my meat on. Go get your meat on, sir. Go get your meat on. Go bees. Go, go bees. bees.